اشرب شرب اهل الصفاء الله الله بسم الله والحمد لله والصلاه والسلام على رسول الله They say just as our bodies need nourishment to survive, our souls need to be nourished as well. But the question is, how often do we feed our souls? Welcome to Soul Food, a podcast about spiritual refinement. My name is Amjad Tarsin and I invite you to embark with me on this journey inward to work on our souls. Assalamu alaikum and welcome to episode 11 of Soul Food, where we're going to look at haste and arrogance. In the last episode, we talked about the four afflictions of the heart. So we talked about long hopes and envy. And in this episode, we're going to look at the second of the four, the second pair of the four, haste and arrogance. So in this episode, we're going to look at the dangers of haste, of being hasty, the sickness of arrogance, and then we're going to bring it back to the importance of the heart as it pertains to the nafs and as it pertains to our relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So what is haste? What does Imam al-Ghazali mean by haste as an affliction that can get in the way of the heart's devotion to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Haste is moving faster than you should or wanting results sooner than they can or will occur. So when we're on the spiritual path, Our souls are kind of like seeds. When you plant a seed in the ground, the seed needs to be nurtured, it needs to be taken care of, it needs the right amount of water and the right amount of sunlight, but most importantly, it needs time. You cannot force the seed to grow into a tree faster than it realistically can. The same goes with our experience on the spiritual path. Our soul begins to mature and we cannot be hasty. And Imam al-Ghazali tells us that haste, this affliction, makes us uproot the seed before it turns into a tree. And it has, this haste itself, causes four dangerous things to occur. The first is the case of someone who intends a high level of nearness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I want to devote myself. I want to pray Qiyam al-Layl. I want to read this much Qur'an. I want to remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I want to send peace and blessings upon the Prophet this many times a day. Whatever it may be, is that someone intends a high level with Allah and a high level of righteousness, and they work hard and strive to attain that, But when they don't get it when they want, so let's say someone has done that for a month or six months or a year or 10 years, and then they say, you know what? I haven't achieved what I set out to do. I give up. So they didn't attain what they wanted when they wanted it. So that is one of the dangers of hastiness is that it makes a person give up. Maybe if they tried a little bit longer, they would have gotten what they wanted of the sweetness of worship and so forth and Allah opening up their heart. So that's one of the dangers. Another danger is that a person might be making dua and asking Allah Jalla Jalalu for something, but they don't get it in the time that they want. So then they give up and they stop making dua. So, you know, I made dua for so long and I didn't get what I wanted. So it doesn't work. It's not worth it. That's a very dangerous consequence and reaction. 
And that's not the kind of adab and etiquette that we should have with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The third danger is in your relationships with other people. If someone wrongs you and you're hasty in making dua against them, let's say someone wrongs you and you're just angry and in the moment you say, may Allah do this and that to them. That haste harms that other person and you commit a sin in the process. So hastiness can also destroy your spiritual path because the last thing that you want to do is bring harm upon a fellow Muslim or harming people in general and harming people through your dua and committing a sin in the process. And the fourth danger he mentions is that those who seek nearness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they have to be careful of engaging in things that are doubtful and dubious. But when you're hasty in life, you don't make decisions based on clarity and deliberation, and you can fall into something dubious or illicit when you're hasty. So that's the danger of hastiness and how it can trip you up on the spiritual path. The way that you treat hastiness, Imam al-Ghazali says, is through deliberation, is thinking about the potential harms of something before engaging in it not rushing through your spiritual path, thinking about the long-term goals and implications of your worship. What is it that I really want? Do I want the sweetness of worship or do I want nearness to the one being worshipped even if I don't experience the sweetness in the moment? And also the way that you treat hastiness is by remembering how haste destroys your spiritual progress. Another way that you can treat it is by consulting people, is having teachers and mentors and friends and supporters who know what your goals are and who have experience who can say, no, don't be hasty. Don't give up. Make sure that you're keeping this in mind and that in mind and that encouragement helps you from not falling into some of the traps of hastiness. That brings us to the next point, the sickness of arrogance. Now this is the fourth affliction that Imam al-Ghazali mentions that afflicts the heart through the nafs. And arrogance is another one of the major diseases of the heart that we have to be very careful of. And it is the act that destroyed all the good deeds that Iblis ever had and took him from the highest levels of paradise into the lowest pits of the hellfire. And we ask Allah protection from that. And then Imam al-Ghazali also mentions that arrogance has four dangers. The first being that arrogant, arrogance does not allow the heart to accept the truth. Allah says in the Qur'an, كَذَٰلِكَ يَطْبَعُ اللَّهُ عَلَىٰ كُلِّ قَلْبِ مُتَكَبِّرٍ جَبَّارٍ And in such way, God seals up the heart of every arrogant tyrant. When someone is arrogant and oppressive, Allah seals their heart, so it becomes, because of the arrogance, unable to accept the truth. The second danger is that it brings upon the person the wrath of God. Allah says, إِنَّهُ لَا يُحِبُّ الْمُسْتَكْبِرِينَ He does not love the arrogant. And the opposite of that is wrath and anger. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala complete protection from that. The third danger of arrogance is humiliation. 
Because whenever someone is arrogant, Allah will debase that person, either in this world or the next or both. And the greatest example of that is looking at the Pharaoh. The Pharaoh thought that he was divine. He had such delusions of grandeur that he said, I'm your exalted Lord. I'm your God. I'm the one who gives life and death. And it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. You're just a human being like everyone else. Yeah, you have power. Yeah, you have wealth. But look at how he ended up. Is that Allah had the seas crash upon him and he drowned and was unable to save himself. So humiliation is one of the consequences of arrogance. May Allah protect us. And then the fourth danger is punishment of the fire in the hereafter. The Prophet, peace and blessings be upon him, taught us and said that Allah the Exalted says that pride and exaltedness belong only to him. And whoever challenges him for either of them will be entered into the fire. So we have to be really careful about arrogance and about hastiness because they destroy our progress in seeking nearness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So then Imam al-Ghazali says the way to treat arrogance is through humility. And on a general level, humility is sufficing yourself with what's necessary in life. What's necessary of clothes and of your living standard. That's kind of the general level. Because when you seek that basic standard that you need, it protects you from falling into the things that make people arrogant. Because people get arrogant oftentimes when they're competing with one another. Oh, what kind of car do you have? Oh, now I got to compete with that. Oh, what kind of suit are you wearing? What kind of dress are you wearing? What kind of house do you have? Oh, so then I have to compete with that. But if you tell yourself, I just need what I need. And I'm going to seek that. I have food, alhamdulillah, that sustains me, keeps me healthy. I have a house that is clean, keeps me safe. It might not be the biggest house in the world, but alhamdulillah, it does the job. I have a roof over my head. I have food in my refrigerator. Alhamdulillah, I don't need to get caught up in all of that. And that will protect you from arrogance. And then Imam al-Ghazali says, on a higher level, it is accepting the truth. Whoever it comes from, despite whoever it comes from, if it comes even from a child, someone lesser than you or better than you, that you accept the truth when they bring it to you. And that's the higher level of humility and a sign that you are not giving in to arrogance. Imam al-Ghazali says another way that you can treat arrogance is by remembering your humble beginnings. Allah created all of us from a humble fluid. And what created us in the wombs of our mothers. And he says, and also remembering where you will ultimately end up, that we will be put into the earth and our bodies will decompose. So this thing that we're so arrogant about and so proud of, it really is not that big of a deal. And we need to be humble. That brings us to the final point, the heart. These are the four afflictions of the heart. Long hopes, envy, and haste and arrogance. And they are the dangers that stem from the nafs. And as we mentioned in the last episode, we have to really be careful to protect our hearts and remember that it is the repository, it is the beautiful place where Allah places His treasures. And Allah says in the Quran, and this is really, we mentioned this so many times in Soul Food, but it's worth repeating. 
Allah reminds us, subhanahu wa ta'ala, in the Qur'an, يَوْمَ لَا يَنْفَعْ مَالٌ وَلَا بَنُونَ إِلَّا مَنْ أَتَى اللَّهَ بِقَلْبٍ سَلِيمٌ On the day when wealth and children will be of no benefit, except for the one who comes to God with a sound heart. That one of the things that will get in the way of your sincere and pure devotion to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala are these afflictions that can come from the nafs into your heart. So we have to be careful of them and we have to protect our heart and we have to use these treatments that Imam al-Ghazali has mentioned. So that brings us to the call to action. As it relates to haste, is never ever give up. One of the greatest dangers that Imam al-Ghazali mentioned is that a person might not feel that they're seeing the results that they want when they want them. So a person might be saying, you know, I'm trying in this month of Ramadan or I've been making dua day and night, even in the middle of the night, I've been getting up and making dua and I've been asking Allah from the bottom of my heart and I haven't seen the results of my dua. Don't be hasty. Never, ever give up. The greatest rule on the spiritual path is never, ever give up. And remember that and internalize that and be mindful of that if there is a roadblock. If there is something that you stumble on, remember that you keep going towards Allah. Even if you're crawling, even if you're limping, that we never ever give up. And other people might say, you know, I was doing so well and then I fell into a major sin and now I feel like I can never get back to the place where I was. Never give up. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's door is open and He is the one who grants tawfiq. He is the one who grants His enabling grace. So don't expect results too fast and never give up. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make our path towards Him easy. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala take us by the hand. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us humility with His gentleness and with His well-being and in goodness. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect our hearts from the whisperings of the devil and from the lower desires of the nafs. And may Allah refine our character and give us refined souls and allow us to be firm upon the beautiful path of the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. Walhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Thank you for listening to Soul Food. To subscribe to the show, visit soulfood.fm, where you can subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, or by email. If you're on iTunes, please also leave us a rating and a review. It helps more people discover the show.